Ah, yes. The joys of being in debt. And also working for an employer that you feel does not appreciate you anymore or that it just doesn't cut it for you. Do you stay and commit to the status quo and just make sure that you pay your bills? Or is it possible that it's time to look for another job? Being in debt doesn't make you happy and being in that, at that job doesn't make you happy. Go find that other job. Get out of debt and be happy. On today's episode of Move About the Cabin, we're going to talk about nine signs. It just might be time for you to leave that job and or the employer. Make sure you have your seatbelt on as we prepare for takeoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Move About the Cabin. This is a podcast for those of us who want to fly at our cruising altitude and live the life that we've been destined to live. I am your host and your co-pilot, Glenn Legrone, and I'm really excited about the show that we have set up for you today. Nine signs that it may be time for you to leave that job or that employer. Alongside me today is a special guest, and here's the reason why I decided to have her on the show. She started out at the lowest level possible with her employer, making less than $30,000 a year. She created a great name for herself. She was a subject matter expert in her department. Um, She was known by the department heads. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the part that really struck me like gold. She was guaranteed a promotion every year for the next three years. Yes, you heard me correctly. Guaranteed and promotion every year for the next three years. And ladies and gentlemen, she not only left the position, but she also left the career. I want to introduce to you Essence Thomas. Essence really helped me to understand something. And I hope that it helps you to understand something is that when things aren't going the way that they need to go, money cannot always be the top priority. Sometimes you got to leave just because it's time to go. I was no longer happy and I was no longer being challenged in that position. The monotony of it was really getting to me. So it was it was time for me to go. There are over one billion full time workers in the world. A global poll was conducted by a company named Gallup in December of 2018 regarding how many people were satisfied with their job. A staggering 85 percent of the world's employees dislike their job. I could not help but ask myself this one important question. Why? Why do so many people stay in a position that does not fulfill them in life, that does not fulfill their lifestyle or anything like that? According to Essence, this starts as early as when you wake up in the morning is when she started to see signs that it was time to go. When I would wake up in the morning and I worked literally like 15 minutes from work and I was going in late every day. Like it was just so hard for me to get out of bed. I'm rolling out of bed when I should be already at work. And it was taking a toll on me physically where I was like just tired all the time. Like I just couldn't do it. Does this sound familiar? Does this seem like some place that you've been before or you're currently there right now? Now, please understand, we're not talking about if you had a good Sunday night where you're out there hanging out and you got a hangover and you're just waking up on Monday like, dude, I just can't go into work, bruh. This is getting on my nerves. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the constant mundane feeling of Monday through Friday. It becomes a rhetorical thought that you wake up with. I don't want to be there. I don't want to deal with those people. Management doesn't seem engaged. It just seems like I'm a number and I'm not a person. If that's you, then you need to listen to this. 
According to theladders.com, here are nine reasons why people stay in those sticky, nasty situations and practically, as statistics show, won't do anything about it. The first answer to this question is risk terrifies them. The thought of not being able to do the job or actually the rejection of not getting the job terrifies people more than just staying and being stressed out in a position that they no longer desire to be in. So if that is the case, rejection makes people scared to move forward. And in life, you have to understand rejection is just a part of the process. I remember clearly Will Smith said that you fail your way to success. And just because you get a no, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's over. Sometimes a rejection is not your denial. Mm. They're just letting you know, like, this may not be the place for you because you're going to want more. Dr. Steve Mariboli says, and I quote, Every time I thought I was being rejected for something good, I was actually being redirected to something better. What a beautiful quote. Understand this. Whatever is meant for you, no one can take it from you. You were just in the way of somebody else's goals, dreams and ambitions, and you needed to be moved out of the way so you can get on course to find yours. The second reason why people stay in positions or in jobs that they no longer desire to be in is because learning something new becomes extremely hard. Oh, my God, you're going to have to learn a new job all over again. You've been in the same position for God knows how long. And now you have to learn this new technology, the new processes, the new procedures. And for some people, it's just easier to stay where they are. I could see that. I can definitely see that, especially if you've been doing something for 15 years. What do you look like going out and trying something new or different? You're not going to shine like how you did at the position that you were in. Look, I get it. It's nerve wracking learning something new. You don't want to do it. And I'm going to cause a little turbulence right here. So understand me. I'm just trying to help people to grow. Some of us were apathetic in our minds. We don't want to do anything and we get lazy and just want to continue to do the norm and stay where we're doing it. And even though we're miserable, we still want to stay there. Why? Because it's comfortable. Let me enlighten you on something. According to Indeed.com, the average person who does get a promotion makes approximately 3% more money than they made in their last position. Let me make these dollars make sense. Man, I knew I should have been a rapper. Check it out. If you made $40,000 in your promotion, that could mean to the tune of $1,200 more a year. Now, when you look at it from the grand scheme, you're probably thinking, man, that's not a lot of money. But look at it from the smaller scheme of things. $1,200, if you were to save that money, you could pay off a credit card. You can probably do things with your family that you were never able to do before. You could actually even set the course for uh, uh, saving a savings account or something, but that money will make a difference. So the question that I want you to ask yourself is this, is it worth me losing money? If you were to not take a promotion or if you were not to apply for a job and say, you know what, I'm just going to stay where I'm at now. And you did that for three years. That's going to cost you $3,600. So you need to start asking yourself, Every year that I don't do something about my current situation, it's literally costing me money to the tune of 3% a year. Wow. $3,600 if you did it over a three-year course of time. Now for the third reason or sign that it may be time for you to leave your job is because of this one thing that some people may not know a little bit of. So I'm going to sit on this one for a little while is living with golden handcuffs. In corporate America, there is something called the golden handcuffs. And what these are, 
are there are benefits that are associated with this job that requires you or makes you or entices you to want to stay. So maybe they have a good benefits package. Maybe they have a good 401k package, or maybe in all actuality, it's paying you good, but the stress levels are entirely too high. Um, you're, you're getting home at these weird hours because you're, 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 you're just working, 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 working. And yes, you're making decent money, but it's not really getting the return on the investment that you thought that you were going to get. So some people literally stay at their jobs because of the benefits package, because the money is good and they don't want to have the stresses of losing any of those things that they've had to work so hard to get. Um, for some, um, if you work for the federal government, I know that you can accrue leave, you can accrue time. And the longer that you stay vested with that company, the more leave you could accrue. Um, so some people stay in the positions because of those simple situations. I used to work for the county and mm -hmm. every time I would talk to somebody, especially somebody older, they're like, oh man, that's, you got you a good job. Got you a good job. You got benefits. You got paid time mm. off. You know, you get this amount of money every year and they're listing all the perks. But I was so miserable. Wow. My father used to tell me you cannot put a price on your sanity. So please don't stay in a position just because they have great benefits. If you found one job that has great benefits, I'm sure that there are more there. The cool thing about having a job and looking for a job is that as you're looking, you're still getting some type of income coming in. So really, how much does it cost you to look for a new job to see what's out there? There's nothing wrong with casting your line out and seeing if you catch something better. Nothing wrong with that at all. So I just want to encourage you and make sure that you don't stay at a job because of the golden handcuffs. In a lot of cases, you may have to start all over in some instances. But I recommend talking to the employer or your potential employer and asking them if you can negotiate a couple of things. Um, sometimes uh, employers can be flexible, but a lot of companies or employees don't are candidates. I'm sorry, don't know it because of the simple fact that they don't ask. They just think that things are the way they are and they're stuck in stone. It doesn't hurt to ask any questions and it never, ever hurts to go out there fishing and seeing if you can find something a little bit better. Now, this fourth reason or this fourth indication is because some people just love to complain. Oh my God. I mean, really? Are you serious, bro? Like that's what your life's purpose is, is just to come in and complain. Have you ever worked with somebody like that where you, you, you no matter what you say, they're going to have something negative to say. The job could even give them a promotion. Oh yeah, they gave us a promotion, but it still ain't enough. Or you could say, oh, wow, look at these new computers. We got brand new computers. Yeah, they gave us brand new computers, but be on the lookout. Probably means more work or something like, man, did you see that today they bought us cake? That cake was nasty as hell. I will never eat that cake again. They don't know how to treat us. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Let me calm down a little bit. I'm getting a little riled up, but I just don't like when people complain, especially when they complain to people who cannot fix the problem. If you're going to be a complainer, I suggest this to you. Go complain to the people who can make changes. Don't complain to me if I can't make no changes because all you're doing is running your mouth. And then you're going to get to the point, hear me on this, where nobody's going to want to be around you. 
And then your next complaint is going to be that nobody likes you. Um, and, and that may not necessarily be the truth. It just may be that they don't want to hear you complain all day long. I got to deal with the stresses of the job. I got to deal with the stresses of meeting this quota. I got to deal with the stresses of change. And now you want me to deal with the stresses of listening to you complain. Stop complaining. I have never met one person that got a promotion or one person that got employee of the month because of their complaining. Complaining constantly when you're in a position only makes it worse for you because people start to look at you differently. Remember this one thing, complaining compounds, especially when you're complaining to your coworkers who cannot do anything to promote change in the environment. Now, the fifth reason why it why people stay in jobs and this could be a sign that, you know, what maybe it's time to go is a very touchy subject for uh, at least one of my friends that I can think of off the top of my head is they stay in the position for their parents meaning that they're doing something that their parents wanted them to do. They uh, put them through college and now they have that job, but it's really not their passion or they're following in the footsteps of their, their father in some cases, or even in their mother's footsteps. And they're only doing it because their parents wanted them to do it for whatever reason. Hear me out on this. You have to learn to be your own self. As we talk about in this uh, on this podcast show, moving about the cabin, the actual analogy comes from being free to get up and stretch and and do the things that you normally can't do while the pilot is navigating. So while you're in your parents house, I'm saying listen to them, take their advice, um, honor your parents, don't never dishonor them. But in the same breath, you have to be your own person. You have to allow yourself to be you trying to be somebody else or allowing someone else to live vicariously through you will never bring you any true joy in life. You might make them a little bit uncomfortable. The conversation might be a little bit uncomfortable, but oh, think about the joys that will come of being free. Have you ever been set free from something? Have you ever had a, con a conversation with somebody and got that burden off your chest? Do you remember that feeling like that feeling of relief? Like, man, whew, I'm glad I did that. And in some cases you might find it's not as bad as you thought it was going to be. I do not think it's good to stay at a job specifically to satisfy your parents. You will never be happy. I mean, there have been jobs where my parents were extremely proud of me for getting, but that wasn't a deciding factor in accepting a position. The number six reason is because they have overextended themselves. And what this means is too much debt. Some people feel like they are in so much debt that they can't afford to leave. And what I have to say is in some cases, not for everybody, but in some cases, you can't afford to stay. Getting out of debt should be your focus, but staying out of debt needs to be the goal. So I want to make sure that all of my listeners understand that you don't want to feel stuck. You don't, you should not feel stuck is the better way that I should say that. Don't feel like you have to stay there because of debt. Remember, you can still look for another job while you have a job. It's a better situation. It works out better. It feels better. If they say no, if they if you get rejected or whatever the case may be, you still have the assurance that you're going to get a paycheck from your current employer. So just be mindful of that and make sure that if you are in debt, that's not an excuse, nor is it a reason to stay at the employer if you're not happy. I don't think I would stay in a position due to debt because I'm going to be miserable at that job. I'm going to be miserable because I'm in debt. At least with the debt, it's something that I did to myself. 
the job, you have the option to leave. There is another term out there called circling the drain that me and Essence had a conversation about. And what this entails is when a company is pretty much stuck in a loop, you're not seeing any um, financial performance. You're not seeing anything changing. It's just pretty much we're just doing what we do every day, mundane stuff. I'm not talking about like uh, in a call center environment, but I'm talking about the productivity of the actual company. If you don't see any growth, if you're not looking at, and I recommend this, look at the company's growth. Have they grown in the last three to five years? Are there any potential signs of growth that are coming in the future? You want to be aware of these things because they could play a heavy key role um, in your future. Not saying that um, if it doesn't look good to jump ship, but these could be some signs that um, it may be time to go ahead and get out of there. So I'm going to stop talking for a minute and let Essence go ahead and give her opinion on this. Uh, in my opinion, if a company is circling the drain, they could be going down at any moment. Take the opportunity to look and find something, you know, in the same field, doing the same thing. But look while you have the job because it's easier to find a job when you have a job. It is so important to surround yourself about around people who have an attitude like that. I mean, that is so awesome and it's so profound that uh, you you have to be around people that motivate you to want to be better. And Essence has a no nonsense, I got to do better for myself attitude. And you got to make sure you have those type of people in your sphere of influence only because they're going to push you. They're going to motivate you to want to do better, have better, see better and be better. And what better person to have in your corner than somebody like that versus someone who's just uh, grabbing at your legs every time you're trying to move up They're They're complaining or they're finding excuses to help to keep you down. Um, I just really love the energy that she has and the attitude of I got to take care of myself and my family. I really commend her for that. The seventh reason why some people stay on their jobs um, is because of the simple fact that they love their title. They like the title. The job is horrible. The, the income or the money that they're getting paid isn't great, but they love the title to be able to say, wow, I'm the boss. So you better listen to me because of my title. Don't listen to me because of who I am, because they may be a loser outside of that title. But some people just like the fact that they can stand behind their title and it makes them feel important, makes them feel like they can control the universe of that department. But I'm here to tell you that is not a reason. So if I'm talking to you right now and you're feeling some turbulence in your heart, like, oh, it's getting a little shaky now and you're getting ready to press the stop button because you're getting uncomfortable. Don't press that button. Some of these supervisors need to understand that employees don't just need bosses. They need leaders. They need someone to direct them and show them the right direction of what they need to do or where they need to go in certain situations, not just dictate them. Listen. If you're standing in a position because of the title, I got some great news for you. There are also other jobs out there with some really cool titles. So don't stay because of the title. And to be honest with you, in some cases, it's a little weird. I don't ever think that'll be worth it. It's just a title. You only wear that title for, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. The other 14 hours a day, you're just your name. What a very good point. The other parts of the day, you are just your name. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something new that I've added to the podcast where I'm going to ask everyone to return to their seats and put your seatbelts back on because we're getting ready to ask a question that is outside of the normal part of this podcast. 
Do you believe that it is important to talk to your leadership before actually looking for another opportunity? I mean, to kind of give them an opportunity to fix or make adjustments if they can. I did ask for other tasks. Like, is there anything that I can do more? Like mm -hmm. this, I didn't tell them this isn't challenging enough for me or I'm not being fulfilled by this. I just asked, hey, is there something more that I can do? And I was given a little bit more tasks, but it still wasn't enough. Okay. So I never told them, hey, I'm 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 unhappy doing this. I never flat out said that. Mm -hmm. But I did just ask because I wanted to try to make it work. Now, what if you do do this, but you find that nothing changes? Should you talk to your leadership to let them know that you are looking for opportunities to find another job? No, I don't think so. I think you should do what is best for you. Sometimes talking to leadership, put that bug, that bug in your ear and it'll it'll keep you there. You want to leave for a reason and don't let anybody talk you out of it. Now, I did post this question on Instagram at my page, Move About the Cabin, and 67% of my friends and followers said yes, that they would say something. Some of those were my friend Nasty Cat 16, credit repair specialist Keyshawn underscore Mayo, also digital creator at Kevin Revenov, podcast host at Girl You Got This, really, really good show. Uh, sweets by Netta, who makes very, very good sweets, very good sweets. And my buddy, uh, for Reyes underscore Ethan, that's the number four E-Y-E-S underscore Ethan. There were also some of my friends who said no, and some of those are healthcare professional, Keisha at Keyshawn will live forever in me, and also mompreneur at Tiffany Wrights. I also want to make mention that if I do post something in my story and you reply, there is a chance that I may go ahead and make mention of you on this show as well. OK, let's do a quick recap over the ones that we've gone over so far. So number one, risk terrifies them. Number two, learning something new is hard. Number three, living with golden handcuffs at work. Number four, some just love to complain. Number five, because it will disappoint their parents. Number six, because they have overextended themselves. Number seven, because they like their title. And now going into number eight, which is because they have responsibilities now. Some people literally don't leave their jobs because when they started, they were single. They didn't have a wife or a husband or a significant other, and they didn't have children. Well, now four, five, six years later, here we are. We got more responsibilities. Everything's flowing. I'm able to pay my bills. So I'll just stay. I think we kind of answered this question before, so I won't sit on this particular one too long. But again, the actual thing is, can you really afford to stay? The actual answer is no, you can't afford to stay. You'll make more money if you leave, which will help you to get out of that current situation. And the final point for tonight, when we've discussed nine different signs that it may be time to leave your job or why people stay in the current jobs that they're in is this because they fear being wrong. What if you actually do leave your current position and you find out, oh, man, I made the biggest mistake. Yes, I'm making more money, but things seem to be a little worse than they were at the other position. That point right there is why it's important to not burn bridges when you leave a position, make sure you're on good terms with your employer when you leave because they could give you a letter of recommendation or if you ever need to come back, that door is still open. She also gave a recommendation for those of us who are listening that may have actually burned those bridges and can't figure out what to do from here. However, if you did burn that bridge, definitely try to make it work with your new position. 
if you can't make it work after time, I definitely recommend that you go ahead and and leave. There's no need to stay in a position that you're unhappy in. I am a big advocate on leaving positions that make you unhappy. There is no need to do that. So that answers our nine top reasons why people stay in those particular positions or also if you switch it around nine signs that it may be time for you to leave your job. I just had one more question that I wanted to ask you and also get Essence input on is when people do leave positions, do they actually leave the employer or do they leave the management team? It's kind of funny that you asked that. Not too long ago, I was reading an article on the Harvard Business Review and they're stating that it's not always the employer or the management's fault that people leave. It's actually the task that they do from day to day. Very interesting point that she brings up there. Didn't even think about that part. So thank you for that. I also asked this same question to my um, followers and friends that are on social media. And 67% of them said, yes, people leave their actual management team. Didn't think about the task part, though. So some of the people who said no, meaning they don't leave the management team, they actually leave the employer or my sister Elena at emiller2c and Tiffany Wrights also said no as well. Thought that was pretty interesting. All right, as we're bringing the show to a close, Essence did have one more thing that she wanted to discuss with you. Um, I just want to reiterate, make sure you do what is best for you with no apologies. Good just point. do it. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to this podcast today. I really hope that you take something away from it so that you can become a better person. If you want to get more information on me, you can reach me at www.trybingyou.com. You can email me at moveaboutthecabin at gmail.com. That's all one word. Or if you want to hear more of my podcast, please feel free to go on Spotify. You can go on Apple Podcasts or you can find me on anchor.fm forward slash moveaboutthecabin. Ladies and gentlemen, you have reached your cruising altitude and you are now free to move about the cabin. I'm your host and your co-pilot, Glenn Legrone, and I want to say thank you again. Take care.